before Purim, or less than that, time to learn a Purim Mimer. And we're going to learn this Mimer this week, we're going to continue next week, and the week after that, there's a beer on the Mimer. And as I mentioned, I don't know the Mimer, but we're going to learn from what I don't know, not from what I do know. And the Abish's help is going to help us. Okay. So this Mimer is from the year Tovkov Samach Vov. That is, uh, two, um, what was that? 200 and... 1806, that's when the Mimer is found. So it's um, 200 and um, 13 years old, this Mimer. Ready. And, um, okay. So the Mishnah, the um, Megillah, says that Mepurim v'kibala Yehudim, the Yidin were Makabel. Is that which they have begun to do. Simply it means that the Jews accepted the, the, the mitzvah of Purim. Mordechai gave the Jewish people, Mordechai and Esther, they sent out letters to tell the Jewish people to um, all the instructions regarding Purim. So it says, The Yidin accepted this, this which they had begun to do. And the Yalta Rebbe learns that this is, when it says the Yidden have accepted that which they started to do, starting to do is not referring to that particular acceptance of Purim. But the Alter Rebbe learns that it's related to what Chazal say on a different Pasuk on the Megillah, Kimu v'kiblu ha-Yehudim. Kimu v'kiblu ha-Yehudim. Kimu means they have established v'kiblu and they received, so they, they accepted. So the Gemara wants to know, Kiblu means you're accepting something new. Kimu means you're just strengthening something that you have already. You're, you're endorsing it, you're strengthening it. So which one is it? Is it a Kimu or is it a Kiblu? So the Gemara answers that this is referring to Kiblu, Kimu Masha Kiblu Kvar. That the Jewish people reaffirmed that which they have already received earlier which means that referring not to Purim, it's referring to the general observance of Torah and mitzvahs. The general observance of Torah and mitzvahs was now the Jewish people rededicated, redevoted themselves to, uh, to the observance of Torah and mitzvahs. So the, the kiblu, that which they have received a few thousand years prior, no, about a thousand years earlier, the story of Purim happened around a thousand years after Matan Torah. Because the Jews were from when 40 years in the desert, and then 800, over 800 years in Eretz Yisrael, 840, 70 years of Golas Bavel, 900, so about 900 and so years after Matan Torah, when they received the Torah. Now they re, reaffirmed their acceptance and they accepted it in a deeper way. As the Gemara tells us in Masech Shabbos, that until the story of Purim, technically Jews can have an excuse. They had an not an alibi, something like that. What do you call it when you have a a uh, some kind of an exemption? They can have an excuse that when we received the Torah at Har Sinai, it was because God forced us. He held the mountain over our heads. We had no choice, so we received it. But in the time of Purim. Rashi says, because of the tremendous avasanes, 
because they had such a miracle and they had such love for God during that time, and because of that, their commitment was a much deeper, a voluntary commitment as opposed to an imposed commitment. It wasn't imposed. So now, after this, we don't have an excuse anymore because we've really, truly accepted it. That's what the Gemara says. So the Gemara says it on the Pasuk, Kimu Vikiblu. The Alter Rebbe extends that pirush onto this Pasuk as well. The Kibel Yehudim, the Yidin, were Mekabel. They just accepted. Es is that which they have begun to do. What does it mean, begun? Not now. That which they began thousand, a thousand years earlier. That means matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, is considered only an, a beginning. Hechelus from the word, says in the Parshas Veschanon, ata hachiloisa, you've begun. Tchila from the word beginning. Now the Jewish people finally were makabal. Is that which they have begun to do. Comes out according to that, what does that mean? That the acceptance of the Torah and the entire Maimad Har Sinai, the entire experience at Sinai, where there was Nasev and Nishma and the whole nine yards was so spectacular, that's only considered the beginning. The real completion and the acceptance is now. So the Alter Rebbe asks the question, how can it be? We know that in the time of Matan Torah, Jews, we had Moshe Rabbeinu, they were all a Dordeya, they were an incredible generation, they had very super souls, they were very elevated state. They were in their highest level of spiritual, you know, the highest moments of, of spiritual achievement, the Jewish people, when they saw the miracles, they went through the Yamsuf, even though it was a pretty short period of time, but they were elevated to the greatest heights of spirituality. And we know that every time our God came and gave them a mitzvah, parcha nishmasa, their souls expired out of ecstasy and, and love and so on and so forth. The story of Purim happened in the end of an exile when Jews were, and before the Giyula, and the Jews were battered and broken, but physically, but even more so spiritually. And we know that there was a lot, they were in a lowly state. They, that's why they, they, they went to Achashverosh's party and they were all, they, 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 wasn't, they didn't have that closeness to Hashem and earlier that they bowed down to the Tzelem and all these in Yanim. And we also know there's a lot of intermarriage going on. It was a big, big, we find that when Ezra brought the Jewish people after, back afterwards, they all had to divorce their non-Jewish wives and all that. There was a there's situation over there. They were not spiritually enlightened and elevated. And yet, how can we say that Dafka at that lowly moment is when they had, that's when they really, really got, received the Torah. And the, the main notion that's going to come out of this mimer, at least as I see it right now, is that the hoo-ha of Yiddishkeit, the tingling of your sensations and your ecstasy and fire and all that, that's not where it's at. It's in the humble, simple submission in which you surrender yourself completely to the point of total self-abnegation, not in the, in, the, in, the, in the fervor, the excitement, and the, in the emotional uh, intensity of, of the moment. That's great, that's wonderful, that's romance. But that's not what makes a marriage. The romance is beautiful. But that's not the durability and the, and the depth of a marriage. The depth of the man, marriage is commitment that shows up, you know, 
Sometimes 20, 30 years later after they're married, you see the deep commitment. That's where your husband and wife. And that's what the Ebershter as well. The true, the true godliness comes when we reach the deepest level of Bittal, Tasha. And the Bittal, the Alter Rebbe is going to explain, that makes us a keli for the true Torah. And the Rebbe is going to explain to us over here that Torah in essence is impossible to receive. You can't receive the reason why by Har Sinai they barely received it is because you can't receive it. Because you're dealing with a merging, a merging of the infinite and the finite. And trying to internalize that. How can you internalize the infinite? If you internalize the infinite, either you cease being who you are or, you, uh, or, you, or, 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 uh, or you're not the, it's not the infinite. You can't, you can't internalize it. There's this total, this total uh, contradiction. So that's why by Taka by Matan Torah, we got a little taste of it. We, we were somewhat kind of fiddling with this idea, but it wasn't the real acceptance. The real, total, complete acceptance of this impossibility that the Abishter should be absorbed in their souls, that God Almighty and the Orin Sof, as we're going to see what Torah is, Torah is one with God. So for the Torah to be absorbed in their souls only happened in Purim because on Purim is when we had a first time in history that we had a national act of Mesiris Nefesh. All the Jewish people stood in an incredible Mesiris Nefesh. So even if on their individual Kochas Nefesh, in their own personal avoda, in their own personal refinement of their emotions, of their, they weren't anywhere close to where the Jewish, the Jewish people stood. Their intelligence... The development of their mind, the development of their emotions, were nowhere close to where they were at the giving of the of, of the receiving of the Torah. But in terms of surrender to God and total self abnegation and giving yourself over with complete bittel to Hashem, happened then because that's when they had Mesiris Nefesh, in the literal sense. This is something that is only discussed, as far as I know in Hasidus Chabad, is where the Alter Rebbe takes the entire story of, story of Purim and highlights something that is, I don't see it in any other svarim, is the, the Alter Rebbe highlights that the, the whole story of Purim is that the Yidin had an entire year to make a choice if they're going to be Jewish or not. There was a threat looming to their lives, there was a sword on their neck, and everybody could have saved their necks, saved their own skin, saved their lives, had they abandoned ship, had they disassociated from the Jewish people. And they would save their lives of themselves, their wives, their children, their elderly parents. Why? Even though Purim was not a time when we were being persecuted religiously, we were being persecuted more like as a race, not as a religion. But still, the Gezeira was on those people that saw themselves as Yehudim. Based on Mordechai's belief of lo yichrev, lo He does not bow down to Haman. That's what... They have a different das. They have a different religion. 
So had the Jewish people abandoned their faith and said, we are now, from now on, we are Persian and we're not Jewish, they would have left them alone. And they had an entire year to think about. The fact that for an entire year they did not give up their faith and it was all across the spectrum. It didn't make a difference how religious and observant people were. Those very same people who married the non-Jewish wives, they too stood in that Mesiris Nefesh. All Jews stood in the middle. In other words, their Pintalayid of Mesiris Nefesh was, was evoked. That complete bittle that lasted throughout the entire year on a national scale brought them to a, 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 a the it to, made them into a keli for the first time to be able to receive the Urin Sof, the Torah. So therefore the Torah finally clicked. Earlier, like sometimes you, you download something and it's like downloading, downloading, downloading and the thing is turning, turning. So for a thousand years the Torah was, that, that thing was turning. It didn't, it didn't, the download was not complete. There wasn't a keli to receive it. And finally, by the story of Purim, it registered. And that's the theme of the mimer. And all the details we're going to learn. Piddish, what does it mean? Echelu b'matan Torah. B'matan Torah is when they started. Sha'am, who they said, Nasa v'nishma, we will do and we will hear. V'oz, hoysa adaya nekreis b'shem aschala. That was only called the beginning. Avol b'yamei Haman, but in the days of Haman, v'kibel ha-yehudim. The Yidin now were Makabil Kabbalah Gemura. It was a complete acceptance. Ulahavin said to understand this Tzadich Lahavin in Yenamatan Torah. To understand. Now here he doesn't say the question so strongly, just says Lahavin said to understand this. In Sefer Tov Kuf Samach Vav, there's another version of the Mimer. There's actually two versions here. One is by the Mittler Rebbe, who wrote his father's Mimer down. That's the first version over here in Samach Vav. And the second one is by Reb Moshe, the son of the Alter Reb, another son. Two sons had their own version. If you read them, it almost looked like a different mimer. <laughs> the the, 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 the Rebbe's version is the first one, a son Reb Moshe. And the one that's printed over here is a third version. So you have three versions of the mimer, and it's interesting how they say. But the Mitla Rebbe. Mitla Rebbe, Reb Moshe. Then there's Reb Moshe, the son of the Alter Rebbe, the other son. And the third one, the Nusach over here, I'm not sure who's the... Who's uh, the Tzemach Tzedek's um, Nusach, from who it is? I'm not exactly sure. There were different Kaisvin, there were different writers who wrote. So the year, he, 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 he develops the question a little stronger. He says, um, How can it be? By Matan Torah, they were expiring, they were in such a high level of. Of, of ecstasy and bliss in the experience. That was only the beginning. It was completed by them. Especially as we said, in the days of Achashverosh, the Yidin were in a lowly state. Yeah. So, in order to this, we've, so we need to look at the Matan Torah and appreciate the question over here is not, when we're speaking about when the Torah is given, main, the main theme the Alter Rebbe is going to explain is if you look Bechitzainius, Torah mitzvahs, what does he mean? Accept, accepting that we're making a commitment to, uh, to do these mitzvahs. 
to learn his Torah and do his mitzvahs. No. That's something that if they did it at Har Sinai, they did it at Har Sinai, fine. Okay, you can argue it was a little bit imposed, forced, compelled, but they accepted it. So what do you have to have a beginning and an ending? The Alter Rebbe is saying, but when you look at Torah mitzvahs, you have to appreciate the panemius of it. It's not just a bunch of commandments that we do. It's not just uh, uh, you know these these stories that we read or these command. Torah is a garment to the Ein Sof. Mitzvahs are the containers where the infinite dwells, and through the Torah and the mitzvahs, we actually are able to bring the infinite, the Or Ein Sof, the infinite light that is not accessible to the highest, most sublime. Uh, celestial beings and all. They, 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 they have no access to this whatsoever because if they would they, would, they would blow a fuse. And through Torah and Mitzvahs, we're taking the Abishter himself. You're taking me. The Abishter says, ah. So for us to be able to have the Pneumius of Matan Torah, that is something that we were only began at Matan Torah. But we completed that on Purim. That's what he's going to explain. So, to understand this, we first need to understand what is the idea of Matan Torah. What was given to the Jewish people at that time that is so extraordinary? What's the question? Avram Avinu already fulfilled all of Torah. Before it was given. So that we got the Torah then we if it's just the observance, so Avram Avinu knew the observance. He had them. What is the quality of the giving? Now it's interesting. The Rebbe is, is going to explain not so much in this mimer the my, the quality of our Torah over Avram. That's true as well. When the Torah was given. It's not the same Torah that Avram Avinu kept. It's much deeper and it's much higher. But the fact that we're saying that Avram Avinu kept the Torah, it doesn't just mean that Avram Avinu did the observances. When we say Avram kept the Torah, means that Avram too had a shaykhis and a connection to the panemius of Torah, to the godly light that's in Torah. Avram must, maybe not on the same level like after Matan Torah, but Avram Avinu definitely had a connection. If he said he kept Torah, it doesn't just mean the physical observances, it means the spiritual content that's in it. But yet, we, are, we have to understand, what, so what's the Chiddush by Matan Torah? Chiddush by Matan Torah is number one, and this is the main theme that he's going to explain over here, is Avram connected to the Orin Sof, to the infinite. But he was able to do it because of the quality of his Nisham. Because Avram Aminu had such a super soul, such an elevated Nishama. Avram Avinu was able to connect to the Orin Sof that's in Torah. And the truth is, Avram didn't, when we say Avram kept the Torah, that's what he's going to explain over here, it's the opposite than what we would think. We would think he, accepted, he kept the, the um, that Avram Avinu kept the observances. That he did. But the spiritual, we, we might argue, what did Yidin get more than Avram Avinu? They got some kind of a spiritual light in Torah, a godly light in Torah. But Avram kept the observances. The Emma says it's the exact opposite. Avram Avinu did not do the Torah and mitzvahs in the physical form. Because Avram couldn't put on tefillin. Why couldn't he put on tefillin? 
Because in the tefillin, there's parchment that say, Ani Hashem Mitzrayim. I am God, took you out of Egypt. The truth is, it doesn't say that in the tefillin. Um, in the tefillin, you have, you have Shema, Vahoyim Shemoya. Yeah, but it says, in, in, in Kadesh and Vahoyim Kiviyacha, it says a bunch of times that the Abishta took us out of Mitzrayim. And then all those parshias weren't shayach. They didn't. They, they, that, they, that there was no yitzis mitzrayim yet. So what's 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 what, what, what to write that physically? The whole thing never happened. So obviously, when we say Avram kept film, it means he kept the the concept of film, not in the physical form. He didn't do the material mitz, spiritual energy of tefillin. Oh, so what happened? The godly light that we are mamshich with through tefillin, Avram Avinu was mamshich through his avoda. Through what was his avoda? Spiritual, abstract avoda. A meditative kind of a service. And a service where Avram was generating godly light through his powerful, powerful love that he had to Hashem. His unbelievable passion, fervor, and yearning, and fiery love to God was drawing, caused a flow of divine light into his nisham. That was Avram Avinu's fulfillment of Torah. Whenever we do a mitzvah, we also cause a channel of God's light. But Avram Avinu did it through, through himself. He was able to accomplish it solo, himself, without a mitzvah, because of the mile of his neshama. Because he had such an elevated, exalted soul that is mushrash in keser, which is the Ein Sof, so even though when his neshama came down to be Avram's neshama, it already became, became more or less a fixed creation. But at the core, it was a light, it was a light of Orein Sof. So therefore, Avram's love can trigger the Orein Sof. Our neshamas are not kalim for such intense light, and for such on its own. So since we can't do it, the Abishter gave us instruments in which we create the Kalim that Avram Avinu could do from within in, in his own psychological experience. What Avram could do in his meditative service, we just, we, even if we're spacing out, and even if we're totally not there in that passion and that love, we can still accomplish it. Just through a physical action, that we do with sincerity. We do have to do it with sincerity. We have to do it with a desire to get close to Hashem. But when we do that, we actually channel the light. And as the Rebbe is going to explain, we actually channel even higher than Avram Avinu and even greater than Avram Avinu. But the main point that he's going to bring out over here is that the, the general connection to be connected to the infinite, Avram Avinu was constantly connected to the infinite. And he did it, he, he generated it on his own through his intense love. We receive that by Matan Torah. But he's going to explain that even though we received it by Matan Torah and we have Kalim, the Kalim, we, we, we did the Kalim of the mitzvahs, but we, as the Makayim HaMitzvah, the doer of the mitzvah, the Nisham, yes, the Torah was sure in the, the, the godliness was dwelling in the mitzvahs, and the godliness was dwelling in the Torah, but the people were not releasing that godly light from the mitzvah into their neshama. Why? Because they, they themselves were not kalim for this light. 
by the miracle of Purim, and because of the avod of the Messiris Nefesh, the Jewish people had on Purim, they became kalim to be able to receive this light. Because they reached extreme bittel. And bittel to Orin Soif, that's what makes you the keli to be able to receive the Orin Soif. That's the idea. So let's read it inside. Yes? That is going to explain also. That's because of the root of the, the physical world. Physical world being at the most extreme end of creation. And therefore the farthest away from Hashem. Dafke in the physical material world is embedded, uh, is rooted at the very quintessence of Hashem, and therefore it can trigger. When you do with it what God wants you to do with it. Now Hashem did not give that code to Avram Avinu. So Avram Avinu could not stimulate the divine through physical actions. So that's on the, that's on the one hand a benefit to him because all of his connections were something that came about through total total, um, total uh, participation. We can be doing a mitzvah and be out for lunch while we're doing the mitzvah. I mean, totally not tuning in to the light. The quality of Avram Avinu is if he wasn't tuning in, he wasn't drawing anything down. And when he was tuning in, he was creating everything through a conscious service, through an, in, through, through an experience. Yeah, Avram Avinu felt the love and he created it. That, as he's going to say in the Mimer, that's a mile and a chisarin. The mile that it is, is that it's, it's panemius thing. It's not like washing over him. It's panemius thing. The chisarin that it has, is that since it's being generated by a spiritual soul, and not by a physical um, object, it's limited on how much it can draw down. Our physical mitzvahs reach much deeper and much higher, and therefore can draw down from a far greater infinite place, but on the other hand, as we're saying, we're not such a keli for it. And that's why we needed Purim to make us into a keli to receive that light. As he explains, What was the mile of Avram Avinu? In which we say that he was Mekayim, the Torah. He was Mekayim, the whole Torah. What was that quality? How did he fulfill the Torah? When the Torah wants to describe Avram Avinu right at the beginning of his the description the Torah says about Avram Avinu that he was a traveler. He was a he was traveling. So he learns that are two movements. Holoich is moving forward, and Asoya, which means also to travel, means traveling in, in return. Holech one way, Nasaya the other way. And this is related to the concept called Ratzai Veshuv. Ratzai means racing, and Shuv means retracting. And this is, that is, this is, this concept of racing and retracting is something that is discussed regarding the Malachim. The Chayos above, the Chayos HaKodesh, the holy celestial beings above, these malachim are in a constant state of ratzai v'shuv. They race with incredible fiery passion and fervor to, towards, the, towards, their, towards their, the, 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 the light of the Shekhinah. They, 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 
The chayos, the very high angels, they perceive the light of Hashem, the energy of God flowing. So they race towards that light with a desire to cleave, to, to experience more of that oil. But as they get close, they suddenly retract with tremendous awe and fear that throws them back. And that's Ratzay Vashov. He's going to explain that there is no other way to connect to God without this Ratzay Vashov. If you're connecting, especially if you're going way beyond where the angels are going. When you're going, the angels are going to, to connect to the limited godly light flow that flows in Seder Ishtalshalos. That's where the angels are going to. To the name of Elohim, to the limit, limitations of the divine, name Shakai or whatever. But if you want to unify and connect to the Ain Sof that's beyond all names, or if there is a name, it's Hoya Hoya transcendental name of a God, Hashem's Shem Atzmi. That means a, 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 a relationship to the Or Ain Sof, to the infinite one. That can only be connected to through a yet and a no, through touching it and retracting from it. Because obviously, if you go all the way in, then you're a goner. You're a goner. You're a goner. That's like happens to Ben Azai. You know, he went there and he didn't come back. And that's not the Kavanah. So there can only be a Ratzai Vashuv, as he explains over here. He was going and coming back. And we know that. And what was what was what was his connection to Hashem? In what mode was he connecting? He was in a state of midasava. His midah was a midah of love. So the love is what's driving him to the Ainsuf. It's driving him to God. Avram Avinu served Hashem. He's the source of love. Every type of love that every Jew ever feels to Hashem, it's flowing through Avram's neshama. Avram is the reservoir of love. And his love to Hashem is like, his love to Hashem is boundless. His midas ava. Now, the love, however, should only cause a one-way direction. When you're loving, you go in one direction. You're being drawn towards the one you love. We're saying that Avram Avinu was holoich. He went v'nasoa. He traveled back. He didn't get caught up only in one direction. He would constantly run and retract. Run and retract. What's the retraction? That's because his love was, te- was, was permeated with, with another ingredient. It was the ingredient of bittel. Bittel means nullification and surrender. Love generally is a feeling of what? I want, I need. So love is a very, it's a, it's, it's a strong feeling of seeking, wanting fulfillment. I want something. Bittel is a silencing of self. Avram's love was a mixture of love and bittel which is the opposite, which is in a sense the counter to the love, which kept him balanced. Because had Avram Avinu just been, not had bittel, and just had a love, which is based on feeling his need and want to connect to God and satiate himself with, with endless 
then he would just go all the way in and be sucked into the Ain Sof to the point that he wouldn't survive. So Avram Avinu countered the love with a retraction. Something overpowered him, in other words. And what is that? It's like in a relationship. You love the one you're in a relationship with, but then there's a certain point where you can't think of what you want. I want the closeness, but it's also, so what do you want? It's like, I want. I want to be close to you. Okay, now what do you want? Ah, you want, you need. This is what you want. Ah, so now I'm, now I'm stepping away from my desire to cling. And I can be of service. I, tr- I step away. And being of service to you means I need to step away from the clinging. In a truth, it's the ultimate clinging. But it's, 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 it's a... She says, Avram's Avinu's Mida was, Mida Sa'ava, his Mida was a Mida of love, Bipchinas Bittel Elav Yisbarach. But it wasn't just a love, it was a love mixed with Bittel. And again, in the Mimer of a year, it's not so clear, but in the other version of the Mimer, it explains that the Bittel was the cause of the Shuv. The, the Ava is the cause of the Ratzai, the excitement, the racing towards. The fact that Avram Avinu was not just racing towards Hashem all day, but he was running around taking care of all the sick people and hungry people, and, and, and Avram was teaching it, that was because he knew what does the Eberster want. So that's the Bittel. Ki Avram, now where do we see? Avram we know is love, that we know. Avram is Chesed. But where do we see that Avram has Bittel? And by Avram love, it says Avram Ayahavi, Avram who loved me. But where do we see Avram Bittel? By Moshe Rabbeinu, we know he's a man of bittel. Because Moshe said about himself, V'nachnu mo, I am what? But where do we see Avram bittel? So first of all, it says by Avram Avinu, V'anoichi afar v'efer. I'm dust and ashes. So you see that extreme humility and so forth. But it's also hinted in his name. If you take the word Avram, you get the word Ever ma. Ma is, as we said before, the ultimate experience of Ma, being bottle, having no being, abnegation of self. I have no, no self. And Aver means a channel. He's a limb. He's a channel for Bittal. That means his, his very being was channeling love and Bittal at the same time. His energy is love, but he's channeling Bittal. Ki Avram Aver Ma. So where did this bittel come to? To Avram Avinu, is It's interesting. In a sense, the contemplation that he's going to explain now is a contemplation that can cause both love and bittel. And it's interesting in the mime over here. It seems to be saying that the main, the main idea of this contemplation, this is boyninus that Avram Avinu constantly contemplated was what, what stimulated the bittel by Avram. Why you day his is through this contemplation. Which contemplation? Kamashakosov, it says, Ya hallelujah, Hashem Hashem. It speaks about all, when after it goes on in Hallelujah, and one of the Hallelujahs, I think it's the uh, third Hallelujah, after we go on, after Ashrei, the third Hallelujah, 
we go and we say about all the creatures in all the worlds, they're all singing to Hashem, and they're all praising Hashem, Hashem, that they praise the name of God. And the emphasis over here is that the appreciation of all the beings that there are in the world that recognize Hashem, down here is a place of ignorance. Down here is a place of darkness. But up there, a little higher than this dark world, it's full of light. And all creatures and all beings are constantly singing to the Abishter. But what are they... What are they singing? They're singing God's praises. And what's their praises? Coming from their appreciation of the divine. But what are they appreciating? They're appreciating God's wonders in creation. So the Pasuk is saying, you should know that God's wonders in creation is not attributed to God. It's only His name that does that. God? You have no clue. We know nothing about Him. And Hashem is so beyond beyond the wondrous creation, that by appreciating the creation, understanding its vastness, its, its, its magnificence, its unbelievable wisdom, and oh, what great, you know absolutely zero in the Abishter, because God doesn't put creation on His resume. It's too insignificant, the creation, for the Abishter's resume. It's a garnished. Ah, yeah, I once. It's like if someone goes to a, someone who like moved ahead in life and they moved through various different stages and they, you know, they, they're very into big, big, big things. And someone asks them, oh, so that, that, I, that was yours? You know, that was in the old days when I was still in high school. Right? <laughs> when I was still, you know, doing, you know, amateur stuff. Did you hear any of my new stuff? Did you? Like an artist, you remind them. Of, of, of his first album that was like, you know, he's embarrassed of it. That's not what I... So the Abishter too, creation is not high up there in his accomplishments. It's something that he is so un, uninvolved with because it's only his names because creation is only deriving from the Abishter's name. That's what we're saying. They praise only the name of Hashem. Why? Why? Which the name of someone is not of a comparison to the person himself. And we, and we continue. What do we say? Kihu, one of the psukim, Yahalu Hashem, Kihu Tsiva Venivra'u. Because he commanded and they were created. So simply, what's the Kihu? What's the Kihu, kihu referring to? Yahalu Hashem Hashem. Praise God. Why? Because he commanded and he created. The Alter is learning like this. No. Yahalo Hashem Hashem praise the, the name of Hashem. That you can praise. But Kihu, He Himself, you can't praise in creation. Why? Because He Himself, His relationship to the creation is in a manner as if creation happened without His involvement. Siva, He commanded, in other words, He let it happen. Vinivro when they were created on their own, as if he had nothing to do with it. That's the emphasis of Vinivro. Vinivro means they happen to have become created. Which is a strange thing to say about God. That the creations, 
He commanded and they happened. To, it's almost like they created themselves. We say, That in the beginning, when Hashem created, that He created. And we also find that this, this problem, because there's an, in Davening, there's a Nusach that we say, Atahu Kodem Shenivra Olam, you are before the world was created. Atahu Mishenivra Olam, you are here after the world is created. And in both times we say a Lashen as if the world was created on its own. On its own. Should it say, Atahu Kodem Shebarasa Esa Olam, you are one. We're talking to God. You are one. You are before you created the world. After you created the world. Here again we're using this term as if creation like Nivra was created on its own. So he explains like this. It's true that the Abishter was consciously involved in making a creation and making the world. But that's not him. That's his divine powers his emanations. If God Himself would be involved in creating the world, then the creations would not be at all what they are. Couldn't be what they are. In other words, if He would be investing Himself in this creation, creation happens the opposite. The Abishter hides Himself completely. And He allows through a tiny little keyhole a little bit of His light, which we call His name, and that name of his goes off. And so regarding the name, which is only a little, little bit of his life, on that we say, Bereshis bara, Eloikim bara. Bara means actively involved in creating. Consciously investing oneself into creating. So of course creation didn't happen by accident, Chas v'shom. And there was an an intelligence, and an involvement, and what we call, we call it koach ha-po'al benifal, the power of the maker. It's like when a person is doing something, they invest their mind and their koiches in what they're doing. But what happens when, but that we see even in a human being that there are certain times when you're sitting there, you're listening, some people are listening to a class, and, and they're fully involved in listening to the class and they're um, scribbling or what you call it um, what's the word they're doodling and there's sometimes that they can create pretty awesome art in the doodling and it's possible that but usually there has to be a little bit of mind in it but but the point over here is there's only a ha'ara of your how can you be doodling and listening to the class at the same time and the answer is, it's only a ha'ara from you. That doodling is not your finest art. It's a ha'ara, a ray of a talented artist. There's only a ray of them that, uh, that has doodled up this page. But the artist themselves was at that time paying attention. And obviously there's a world of a difference of the artist when the artist is doing art in which they're going to sell for a million dollars. Which means that they're investing their mind and themselves in it. Or when their minds are occupied, they're, 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 they're not invested in that. But a ray of them, because 
of their artistic talents, even the chitzayni nefesh that goes in, that the hand already can kind of do on its own by, by cruise control, and it can, it, can, it can ride up, it can make something really, you know, with, with, with 90% of the brain or 95 or, or 98% of the brain not being there. And by the Eibishter, it's infinitely, infinitely, infinitely more than that in the sense that this Ha'ara is so ins- completely inconsequential to God. The Ha'ara of Hashem, the ray of Him, which is His name, which is invested and involved in creating consciously, but to the Eibishter himself, He's totally beyond it. That means that the experience of all that there is in all realms of creation, including the Ganadens and everything that are there, they're just so marvelous. They're so exquisitely incredible. To, want, to someone that truly, truly, truly appreciates this idea, it all becomes absolutely meaningless. Because you realize that everything that exists in the created realm as powerful, as, as unbelievable, satisfying, and satiating it is, it's not for someone that realizes that the true creator who created it, who created all this, cannot be, doesn't, hasn't expressed himself at all in this creation. And therefore, with tremendous curiosity, and with tremendous desire, I want to get to know who is the artist, who, 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 who from him comes all this art, but infinitely transcends the art called creation. That creates, now that kind of a, a, an appreciation, understanding, is to the Ein Sof, that's what we mean Ein Sof, to the Eberster himself. To that which is, he calls it Soviv Kalamit, which is encompassing all worlds, bigger than the worlds, higher than the worlds. That love, that drive, that yearning, being that it's a year, being that the subject matter that you're loving, you appreciate it's ain't soifishkeit. It's not just that you know he's ain't sof. You sense the ain't sof because you can sense that whatever you know, whatever you experience, especially if you're a spiritual person that has access to higher realms of existence and the powerful energies that are there and the unbelievable. The unbelievable uh, 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 realities that there are beyond our physical world. And yet you understand that that's all that is nothing and he's beyond it. So the love itself becomes an infinite love. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an ain't self. It can never be satiated. It's believable. And for that very reason... question is if you desire that reality does that reality actually respond to your desire and the answer is yeah the Abishter is available for those that are seeking him out so the Abishter does respond to the one that's yearning for him and when we say respond means he reaches back you're reaching for him he's reaching back but when he's reaching back He's reaching back, how? With all of his Ein Seifishkeit. As he is. 
ain't so, because that's what you want. You want me as I am, not as I'm expressed in my professional, in this professional, in the world. But the but if that light and that energy is now released to the soul of the seeker, of the searcher, what is that going to do to the soul of that searcher? You can't be a created being, a finite being, and, and experience this, ex this infinite ecstasy, this infinite light, this infinite energy. So the only thing you can do is you can touch it. You can touch it and then pull back. Touch it and pull back. And every time you touch it, you get a bigger taste of it, so you want it even more. It stretches your vessels even more, and, you're, and, 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 that, and that all is part of this infinite spiral. Because no matter how much you have, you realize there's always a beyond. And whatever you experience, this ain't self beyond it. And beyond it, and beyond it, and beyond it, and beyond it. But again, each level you touch, you touch it, pull back. Because again, the whole Nakud over here is that it's believable, it's higher than the created reality, and you're coming from within the created realm. So at the best, Azay, that's the idea of Ratzay Vishuv, Ratzay Vishuv. Holoich Avram Avinu is the first human being to experience this. Not just the, probably the first being, say the Rishtal, or at least to, 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 to have this, as he says. Now he explains this Indian. Let's read inside. Yes. Yes, but, but, but once it goes into a human, uh, it comes in the world, it becomes a creation. You say, ah, but yet, you created it. You're right. Had the, had the Jews' neshama not to be divine, then he couldn't even touch it for a second. And he wouldn't even yearn for it, because he has no idea what to yearn for. Because our neshamas really truly does come from outside, that's why we have it kind of in our subconscious memory, if you can say that, that there is something beyond that I'm looking for. What does that mean? Hashem's very self, we commanded and they were created on their own. You can't say about the Ebershter himself. That he created the world proactively. Involved Kaniskaliel, Kiloshin Bara, because when you're saying he created the Mashma, there is a power of the Poel being invested and therefore absorbed in the thing that he's making, which means I'm occupied. You can't say this. Regarding Tashem's name, you could say that's why the Torah does use the word bara, but only on what? On Elokim. Elokim is already a koach, a specific Elokim is Malashin koach. It's a certain koach of the Eberster. It's a power of him. It's not him. That's Elokim. That's Hashem's names. But Hashem's very self. What's the relationship of creation to the Eberster himself? It says, if you can't say that creation happened without his permission, without his knowing of it, but you can't say nothing. But it's as if he commanded and, and, and others did it for him, so it's as if it happened on its own. Vinivro. Memela, memela on their own. She'ein lam erech ve'yichus klal elav 
They don't have any comparison, any 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 yichus, any type of association to the Abishter himself. Even a level that's called Nizgov. Nizgov means even a transcendental level, which is Nizgov. It's above the world, even above the highest world. Even that is only his name. Even the Soiviv Kalalman, which is already, um, you know, in, in, in the Zohar we always read, and we learned about this like a million times, the Mamala Kalalman is the indwelling light of God that relates to each creature and each, indivi- each being individually. That's Hashem's, that's Bereshah's Bara Elohim, Mamale. He's filling and addressing each creature in accordance exactly to what that creature needs. Then there's one universal power that unifies all of creation, of all the world. It encom- because Hashem is not lowering Himself down to the creation. He remains, His energy remains in a transcendental state. And it's so transcendental that it, it's the equalizer. It equalizes the lowest and the highest. They're all nothing compared to it. But even that light that's impacting creation, even that energy, <clears throat> which is called Nizgov, exalted, that too is only a name. It's a ray of him. Levada is only his name. The But he himself... Legamre, 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 meaning completely, completely, completely unfazed, untouched, unscratched. None of his koiches were used up. It's as if to say, to him creation as if, as if it was a completely a non-event, a non-metzius. Creation doesn't even nibble on a tiny little crumb of, his, of, him, of, of, his, of who he is and what he is. He remains 100% intact without having released any of his true energy into creation. Nothing. He hasn't been depleted even one like one drop in the, in the ocean. Because he's infinitely... It's only a ray of him. Not, not it's like the sun rays that are not the sun, it's just a ray. And when one realizes that, so you can be satisfied in creation. That's great. But if you realize what's beyond creation, and you want to the ilazois, and as a result of that, tis bottle elov yuzbarachanefesh. So then the soul becomes completely bottle bepchenas bittel ba'irin seif baruchumamish. It's a it's a love, but a love that reaches a point of total bittel, total because you feel, you sense your complete nothingness to this orin seif. See if the abishter is the source of your existence. When I say source, we mean an identifiable source. His talent he put into me, I'm his handiwork. So then I have a shaykhus already with him. Because my being has some value to him. And therefore it has some value. I'm not totally bottle. I'm not totally nishkan inyan. I'm totally not, not, not quite on the contrary. This is an expression of who he is through me and through him. So I'm a somebody. But when I realize that all of this creation doesn't impact him at all, so I'm a total non-being, garnished. And so when I'm facing the Orain Saif, I become bottle to the point as if I don't exist. What happens is, in this love, 
the love as well is a is a is is a is a is a beligvul diga love. It's an ain sof diga love, and therefore the nefesh can't contain the love. It can't. Lahachol means he can't contain it in a keli. He can't like hold it. You see the idea that it's uncontainable. If it's a madrega that you can that you can you can latch yourself onto, you can know the being that you're that you're. So then you can be in a state of Ratzai. You cleave to that individual, that being, that entity. And finished. You're satisfied. You're there. The fact that it's ain't self, it's ain't yachal hachal as that. So the nefesh, I guess that's, it's a little hard to lush, not hard to lush, it's not exactly what he means. Because then, Mamanashach, you have a choice. Remain plugged in over here, you dissolve. So you have to pull back a little. But as you pull back into being, into yourself, what happens? And you don't have the satisfaction from having, because you realize the one that you're connecting to is ain't soif, ain't soif, ain't soif. So it drives you back into the Ratzai. And so it is in a constant state. But in a state of And this is the quality of Avram Avinu. Traveling and retracting. Now, is there ever a way where we can say that this Orin Sof does settle somewhere? And Avram Avinu had never settled in his soul. So Avram Avinu was like always, always on an edge in the sense that he's... He never feels that he has it. So he's always driven for more and more. Is there ever a manifestation of this in a keli? Yeah, at the end of all of our hard work for thousands of years, the Oiring Sof will reveal himself down here in this world. And inside each and every one of ours, Nishamas and consciousness. But what is that going to do to our keli? The Torah mitzvah seasoned us that we don't get destroyed. We won't get destroyed. But the experience is going to be so intense and so unbelievable. The, act, the, 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 the joy and the pleasure is going to be so overwhelming that our kalim are just going to give away to the sense that we're going to all be weeping and crying from not being able to hold it. We're holding it, but it's, as he says, Ach la'asad lavik it says, Ki ayin ba'ayin yiru, eye to eye we will see. Lefisha oz nemar, because then it says, Bibchi avayu. We will come back with weeping, with crying. What is the idea of crying? Sha'abchiya hu machmas kabolas asimcha. The Pchia is not like people think, okay, then you're going to be really in trouble when Mashiach comes. Because they're going to give you a whole list of all your Averas. No, chas v'shal. Ha-Pchia is going to be because we're going to receive this joy. Kabbalah sa simcha We're going to have this unbelievable simcha. V'roi v'atainuk. 
and the unbelievable pleasure, immense pleasure. Hamizgala lamayla mayla mashatuchal anefesh says, way above from what the soul is able to ace. The soul, the soul is able to carry. That's why the person cries and he drops tears. Because the keli can't, it can't hold it. So it seems like, it's hard, the chapsach, the difference between Avram Avinu's experience of the Oren Saif and our experience of the Oren Saif by Avram Avinu, it seems to be that the dominating factor is that it's higher than you, than him. He touched it and retracted and touched it, but the Ur Be'etzim remained above his Kali. Because it wasn't yet the time of Dira B'tachtainim. When Mashiach will come, there will be Dira B'tachtainim. But since we said that this love is an uncontrollable, it's not a containable love, so it's going to cause the keli to like. The keli will be a keli. But the keli can't, because of the lack of ability of, the, of being able to hold this, there's going to be gushing tears. So they, over here again, let's go to the Mittler Rebbe's Lashen over here. Ula asad lava ksiv kiayim biayim yiru. Will be revealed. The glory of God will be revealed. With tears they will cry. Then, this never happened. Even Avram Avinu couldn't experience it like we're going to experience it when Mashiach comes. Because the Soive will be revealed. The love that we will feel does not settle in our keli of our heart and the keli of our moach klal. And therefore, but, but since it's being in a keli, and that's why, because it's pressing the, the moach, because he can't withstand the intensity of the love, and the amount of light that's shining, so it causes the moach to release waste. Because it's pressing on the brain. And that's the tears. As it is known, when a person cries, crying comes from being overwhelmed by something. So most of the time, it can be from overwhelmed from what? From something painful. But there's also tears of laughter or tears of joy when something so in a person starts crying when they're, when they're experiencing their, their one and only child's wedding or they're experiencing their own wedding or they're or they get news that is suddenly so unexpectedly good that they can't hold it and they cry. Because the brain is being pressed. When the kalim of the mind cannot, cannot withstand it. If it's an intense joy, or extreme pain. 
what is above the Kalik in your Rebbe Akiva, like you find Rebbe Akiva, Shezolgu Einov the Mois, Kisheshama Razin the Iraisam Rebbe Eliezer. When Rebbe Eliezer, his teacher of Rebbe Akiva, revealed to him secrets of the Torah from Shir Hashirim, Rebbe Akiva was so, was experiencing such pleasure and delight that his, his eyes were gushing tears. I don't even know if he was aware that he was crying, but he was, because he just, it was, it was extremely intense. And this is a sign, the soiviv can't come in a keli. That's why when Avram Avinu came to it, he touched it and retracted it, because he can't hold it in a keli. So what's the, so, so how do we, do we define the difference between Avram Avinu and the future? Mashma, and it seems to imply, that by Avram Avinu it was more in a transcendental state. His, 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 his neshama went out of the keli to touch the light. His experiences were like outer body experiencing, above, but he had to come back in his keli. So it was out above his heart. And but Mashiach will come, it will come down in your kalim, but the kalim will experience a real shakeup because the intensity of that will cause the 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 uh, the overwhelming um, um, release of tears and of crying. His bittel, his fear. Oh, so that's that's why he's Averma, it's his bittel. It's his fear. It, it was coupled with fear. It was the awe of the of the who am I to even go, go here. It's that that feeling of trepidation. That's the bittel. That that stops the 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 suction, so to speak, from him to become sucked up in that in that infinite ecstasy and bliss that can just pull him completely out of his kaylee. We probably don't have that. Yeah, that's right. We have. That's why. That's why in history there are these spiritual accidents. Another Benaviu is in a spiritual accident. Benazai is another one of those. There are a couple of people that that because Azai means intense love, who uh, were lacking. Rabbi Akiva is 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 is, is a chiddush. Rabbi Akiva was nichnas b'shalom v'yatsa b'shalom. He had that perfect uh, balance of being able to go there and retract. Mailas of Rom, now we continue inside. Now the my love of Rom Avram's Avinu's quality was very, very great, Mitzat Shairish Nishmasa. But Avram Avinu was able to live in this in this twilight zone, if I can call it. Between between total Kloisa Nefesh and total suction into the Orient Sof and and, and, re- and retaining that balance. So Avram was able to be there why? Because of the shorish of his nisham, because it's very, very high, and uh, the tzemach tzedek is 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 uh, explains over here that Avram's it's, it refers to Avram Avinu as Adam Hagadol. The Medrash refers to Avram Avinu as Adam Hagadol Ba'anakim. Avram Avinu is the biggest giant. Adam Hagadol Ba'anakim, the giant. Amongst the giants, he is the biggest of them. Yes, and the Medrash actually says that when um, when a person has one huge beam, when a person has a huge beam, 
for only one super big beam, where should they put it in the house? You put it in the center, right in the middle. Put a few not such strong beams in the front, but, not there, but in the center, that's going to carry most of the weight of the house. That's where you put the big beam. So the Medrash says that Avraham you know, came 2,000 years after in world history. He wasn't at the beginning. He's not at the end. He's at the center. Because Avraham Avinu is a support beam for all the generations that passed and all the generations of the future. At kach, that when Moshe Rabbeinu um, tried to compare himself to Avram Avinu, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, b'makam gedolim al In the place of the giants, do not stand. So it seems like, Tzemach Tzedek says, in quality of neshama, in some ways, Moshe, that Avram Avinu is higher than Moshe. And other times, we always learn that Moshe is higher than Avram. What's, the Tzemach Tzedek explains that Adam Arishon is the Madrega of Chachma Vatzilus. Chachma Vatzilus is called Adam Arishon. And Avram Avinu is higher than Chachma Vatzilus. Because the root of the Shairish of the Avais is in Keser. And that's what he means over here, Mitzat Shairish Nishmasa. So he had a capacity of love to the Ebershter that's really ain't so. And he had the capacity both of the love and of the bitl. The loy kala adam And not everybody can be in this place. First of all, most of us, to be able to drive ourselves to such love. Most of us, to be able to, to even experience this kind of a, a desire. We want getlachkeit. If even if we are a spiritual people, but we want the Abishter because we appreciate the goodies that God has for us. But that means that you're, that the love is is I have. The love is 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 set in connecting to say the rishdalshulis. What do we mean? It's connecting to say the rishdalshulis. To the. Um, to the God that we spoke earlier, the Koyach Apoyo Ba'anifal, the power of the Abish that's within the world. But for us to be able to have such a sense of the abstract, abstract or that which is above and beyond, we don't sense it. We maybe can learn it about it, and Chasidus and learn about it, but to sense it to the point that it triggers such an intense reaction, emotional reaction. And that's why the Torah was given to us. Basically, so that we should be able to connect to the same place that Avraham Avinu, even though we don't have the mental and emotional capacity to do so. And soul capacity. And that's why the Torah was given to us. And being that this light, hold it, and being that the place where Avraham Avinu connected to is something that is uncalable. And because it's inherently uncalable, the way you connect to it is, it shines in your keli, and it retracts from your keli. In and out, in and out. That's why the Eberster gave us a mechanism of this in and out, keli and non-keli experience, and that's Torah Mitzvah. And because he's going to explain that in the mitzvahs you have this, this Ratzai Veshuv, this keli and beyond keli, um, constant state, this yet. This love and the bittel, the Ratzai Veshuv, the love and the bittel, he's going to explain, it's expressed in 
positive commandments and prohibitive commandments. A yeah and a no. A plus and a minus charge. At the same time. And that's why the Torah was given 248 positive commandments. And 365 prohibitive commandments. This is the Ratzai, the racing forward, and the Shuvan, the return. Ratzai be mitzvah In a mitzvah simply, the simple meaning is, in a mitzvah what's driving the mitzvah You're doing an activity that what? Which is, um, you're, doing an America, you're doing a holy activity. What's, the Alter Rebbe says, what drives a person to want to do a mitzvah? His love for the Ebershtah. So you want to connect. So even though we understand that our love that we're experiencing to the Ebershter as, as an inspiration to give tzedakah or to do a mitzvah is barely, barely, barely any juice to it. And even if it's, even if it's intense, it's still not ratzai where we're racing out of the keli completely. So the chayr, what is he saying over here? And in a mitzvah sasei, we kind of have the ratzai We'll see in a minute. The shuv be mitzvah loisa say, and a mitzvah loisa say you have the retraction, you have the shuv. And simply is that, basically it's like this. It's not it's on a simple level you can say. Of course, it's not the rotzay v'shuv. That's the whole point. We don't have the soul. We don't have such an elevated neshama to be able to experience such lofty desires and such lofty contraction. Number one, we don't bechlal have this. This, this yearning for the Ain't Sof. Number two, if we would have the yearning for the Ain't Sof, we probably wouldn't have the brakes to slam on the brakes and pull back. <laughs> we don't have so, such self-control. You realize what you have to have over here? You have to have, first of all, in, an, intense, an intensity that we can't even dream of. And then on the other hand, the self-control to, 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 to pull back. We don't have both. But we can say that in Torah Mitzvahs, the, the Abishta does it for us. He's giving us Torah Mitzvahs. But, there is a tenua, a trace of Ratzai Veshuv in the manner in which you do the Mitzvah. In a Mitzvah say you're inspired with love. You want to connect. And in a Mitzvah say you're contracting, you're surrendering your desire for God's will. Chasr Yid wants to do an Aver, wants to do something wrong. And he, and he contracts and pulls back. So it's reflecting the shuv that, we, that Avram Avinu has in, in, in retracting. Because the difference between Ratzai and shuv is Ratzai is more an expansion of self. I want to be close to you. And shuv is a responding to something bigger than you causing you to contract. And that you can see in Mitzvah Sasei and Mitzvah Sasei. But the Tzemach Tzedek says something much deeper over here. He says that it's not enough. We don't mean over here just, or meaning he doesn't say that, but that's the way I'm understanding why he has to say the next day. It doesn't mean over here just a tenua of Ratzai and a tenua. If you need Ratzai Veshuv to connect to the Orin Sof, you're not having that just because you have a Mitzvah. This that Avram Avinu was able to generate within himself, a ratzoi beligvul, 
a love to God that's ain't so. Because he perceived mentally through his us and through his neshama quality, that's the point of it. You can have his us from today till tomorrow. If you don't have neshama quality, then you don't sense with your nefesh what, what it really is. You're, you're basically reading, you're reading science. You're reading, uh, you're reading information. You're reading dry knowledge as opposed to having a hergish in it. You have to be able to sense this orange soif. A yid's neshama senses it. But we said before, to truly sense it is a hoyach neshama. Avram Avinu was a very hoyach neshama. So he sensed it. So the Tzemach Tzedek says like this. Really every yid should have the ratzai of, of, of going out with kloisa nefesh to the Eibishter. But we need assistance to it. What's our assistance? The mitzvah asay gives us an assistance to actually have the ratzai during davening. What is that? Here's the thing. We need a stimulus to stimulate it. The mitzvah is the Eibishter's ratzai. When we take, when we're doing a mitzvah, we're taking like a pill. We're swallowing God's rutzen. When we swallow that rutzen, the pill then, the capsule, what happened? The physicality of the mitzvah is the capsule. Inside is the powder. The powder is potent stuff. It's God's infinite will. Once we, the, 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 the capsule dissolves, I guess in the heat of davening later, after you do the mitzvah, you dissolve the capsule. The powder suddenly is released. So suddenly your soul is suddenly feels the Eberstiz Ratzin. And, and the Eberstiz Ratzin is the slave of Kalam. It's, 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 it's that infinite light of the Eberstiz. So the nefesh gets an internal feeling of the Eberstiz Ratzin, which causes the nefesh to be able to unearth this infinite love. So as a result of the mitzvah, that's what the Pasuk says, if you're going to do these words that I command you, which are the mitzvahs, you're going to put, it's going to open up your heart. And it's going to allow you to experience, to experience love. But what kind of love? A love that overwhelms your heart. It's like a, like a, um, like a uh, volcano. The lava comes out, covering the heart. So for you to experience an olive, so that's the nekud of a mitzvah. Yeah, it's still ratzai v'shuv. Avram Avinu can do it on his own. We need the Abishter to trigger that. Mitzvah saseh, which are the heichasadim, the flow of God, heichasadim arwat, power of the Abishter's chesed, the Abishter's nizgale, the Abishter's nizgale, Himself to you in your nefesh through a mitzvah, enabling your neshama to reciprocate with that kind of infinite love that Avram Avinu had. A mitzvah loisa say empowers the contraction, the pulling back. So you have the yeah and the no. Why? Because in the mitzvah loisa say you have the abish, the abish, this power of strength, restraint of gavura. Hey, gavurais. It's the Abish, this constriction. It gives you the koyach for you to, 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 for you also to have bitl and constriction. And now you have the ratzai v'shov dynamics that's given to us from above in Asiyah Samitzvahs. And through this ratzai v'shov, the oirein saif 
can now be shoyre in our nefesh as well. Just like the oiring tzoyf is shoyre in Avram Avinu's neshama. So now, Kiramach pekudim, and he explains. Ratzoy Again, let's go back another line. Lekach nitna toire ramach mitzvah that's why the Torah was given 248 positive commandments. Ushasai loy says 365 prohibitions. Shehein hein, shehein hein, they are, but it's a divine ratzai v'shuv. Ratzai b'mitzvah sasei, the ratzai is in the positive commandments. V'shuv b'mitzvah loy sasei. It's interesting just to make note, the Mittler Rebbe's version of his father's maimer says the exact opposite. And in Loisase is the Ratze. Because in Loisase, I'm, 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 I'm not doing, I'm recognizing the Abishter is above, a higher, I, I'm not a Kali. In Mitzvah Sase, I'm actually making a Kali. So it's the Mitzvah Sase, he says, is Shuv, because you're bringing God's light into Kalim. So the Mitzvah Rebbe has a Girsa of his, the opposite of what it says over here. In this. The Alter Rebbe, in this version of the Maimer, it says, Mitzvah Sasei is Ratzai, Mitzvah Loi Sasei is Shuv. And the way I understand the difference is, it, the, the, this version of the Maimer is looking Mitzad the Oda, Mitzad the person. Mitzad the person, Mitzvah Sasei is a yearning to cleave to the Abishter. And in Mitzvah Loi Sasei, you're contracting. Mitzad, however, the Ur from above, Mitzvah Sasei, the Abishter is going into Caleb. That's called shuv. He's flowing into a keli. In loisa say the Eberster is saying, you, there's no action that you can do that can take me. You can only connect to me through a non-action because I'm above any definition. So the Eberster remains kind of above keli. Okay, I'm not going to get into it. It's just, uh, you know, what I'm saying right now is just confusing, adding extra confusions. Bottom line, this nusach of the Maimer that we have over here, mitzvah say is ratzai, and They're the Kalim together in this Ratzai Veshuv. In them dwells the Oren Seif. Hamalubish Bam that's enclosed in them. like it says, Malhar Sinai. That the Abishta lowered himself down on Har Sinai. So when, that in all the things that come from Sinai, what comes from Sinai? Mitzvahs. So in those mitzvahs that come from Har Sinai, Hashem. So what's the difference? Avram Avinuat, in order for him to connect to the Abishta, had to climb to the peak of Mount Everest. Avram had to climb to the peak of Mount Everest to touch the clouds that are up there. What happened by Matan Torah? Everest says there's no one who's going to climb up to Mount Everest. If I'm waiting for another Avram Avinu, it ain't happening. So if they don't come up to me, let me go down to them. So the Oirin Seif comes down to vest itself in Kalim. It still needs a Ratzay Veshuv. And you understand why it needs a Ratzay Veshuv? Because without Ratzay Veshuv, it's Gatenished. Because it's either not Oirin Seif or you need a Chibor of Gvul and Bligvul, and that can only be through a Yan and No every second. But the Eberster gives us a physical formula to accomplish that in the physical world. 
that we don't have to cl- climb to the highest peak in order to, to experience this. Kerimach pikudim, because the 248 commandments, hemrimach evarim the malka. The 248 commandments are the 248 limbs of the king. And what's the Chiddush? When a neshama leptzich in heaven, when a neshama, before a neshama comes down in this world, the neshama is not expressed in a body, we understand. There's takagans in neshama, but it's not tangible. How many neshamas are there that we don't know anything about them because they've never made it down here yet? Then enough, the neshamas are the future. Once they come into a keli, oh, but if you're the holy Baal Shem Tov. So then you can make aliyah's neshama. Through yourself having an extra body experience, outer body experience, like the Baal Shem Tov. And you can go to Gan Eden, and you can look around and find yourself a nice cute neshama, and say, this neshama, this is going to be for my enekel. I'm taking this neshama. Sadiqim did that. They went up there. But ordinary folk can't do that because we can't, we can't relate to a neshama until the person is vested already in a body. Because we can't deal with the abstract. We don't know the abstract. Tzadikim, they can go up there, they can see the neshamas that are born tomorrow. So the same is also with the Eibishter. Before Torah and Mitzvah, the Eibishter was completely without a body. The Eibishter was in the abstract. So Avram Avinu was able to climb up to the abstract and converse with God and connect to the insult. What happened by Matan Torah? The Abishta got himself a body. What's his body? The 248 commandments. Ah, once, uh, once an Ashama comes into a body, then we can connect to that person. You can talk to him, you can connect to him. The person becomes very real. He's, because the person is now manifesting and expressing and channeling their identity and their koiches and their talents and their personality through a physical body. Even though we understand that the physical body is only a keli, it's the body on its own is nothing. But the nefesh is now flowing through that body. And then after 120, the nefesh goes back again and the body is... Uh, but then again, you can't communicate with that individual anymore because they went back into their abstract soul state. Think about it. The Eibishter lowered himself down into a goof. Which goof is that? The Torah Mitzvah, the 613 commandments. And each and every one of us can engage God directly when we do such a mitzvah. We're engaging the limbs of the Abishter, and through the limbs, we're connecting to the Oren Saif that's inside of it. Kiryeremach, Pekudim, because the 248 commandments, Emremach, Evarim, the Malka, they're the limbs of the king. And that's the Chiddush of Matan Torah. Vayered Hashem. The Abishter lowers himself down into a Gashmiyastiga channel that we can do all the time. Kemoya Ever, now he touches this. What does it mean? What does it mean, limbs? Kemoya Ever, just like a, a limb. Shukeli, which is a Keli, Shaboy Malubi Shachayos Menamoyach. The initial, the initial Chayos Hanefesh, the initial energy of the soul is in the brain. But it doesn't remain in the brain. From the brain, it channels down dafke into kalim. Which kalim? And we understand that you can't be any kalim. You can't be any kalim. It has to be the kalim that the body have. Shehoboi melubash achayis min ha-moyach. Kacha mitzvahs. Hem kalim veivodim. The mitzvahs are kalim and limbs, 
The main, the main dwelling of the Eibishter is in Torah. Because Torah is Chachma. It's the Eibishter's brain. Now, it doesn't mean that the Eibishter essentially has that brain. The Eibishter is infinitely higher than Chachma. Just like a Neshama is infinitely higher than the brain that later is going to facilitate it. But when the Eibishter sends a Neshama down in a body, where does the Neshama first nest? In the brain. And then from the brain it spreads everywhere. So when the Oirein Saif makes its descent, its first registering place is in Chachma, Sfiris HaChachma. And through Sfiris HaChachma, it diffuses into all the Sfiris, which are, we say, all the limbs. So the same is also. Our Yiddishkeit centers around Limuda Torah, that's the brain. And then from there, in Asiyah Samitzvah, you're manifesting it into a full-fledged presence of the divine in your life, in all the details of the life, in all your, in all of your tzinerais, if you call, in all of your channels. The Torah emanates from chachma, which is the brain. That's where the Eibushter is bislapshus. When did the Eibushter become a lubish in chachma? Beikr by matan Torah. Mamish, and through this, and what does this bring us? The chiddush of here is not that there should be a gili of the oirin seif in the mitzvah and in the Torah. Through the Torah, it should be v'shachanti b'seicham. The Eibushter should now be able to be b'hizgalos in your nefesh. In your soul. I think I mentioned this in one of the classes a little while ago. I just I was watching one day uh, Manus Friedman. Um, just a little clip of his, and I thought he said something really funny, really really cute. Not cute, but like true, but so simple. He said in such simple in such simple words. He said that the, uh, you know, we know the Abishter today's days. So much more than we know our siblings, we know our spouses, we know God. Such in Hashem revealed to us all of His secrets. We know exactly what He likes, what He dislikes, everything. He has six hundred and thirty commandments, so nuanced. Everything about Himself. The boy, the Abishter wants to be full. You should know him. When Mashiach comes, you're going to know the Abishter. Now you don't realize the divine meaning of these things, but you know, we know His tastes and His distastes. Especially when someone knows if you know, you become familiar with all the halachas of Rambam and you know them, you know the entire map of the Eivishter. You know his deepest nuances of who, wow, he enclosed himself in it. But the point of it is the Eivishter wants to be fully begiloy inside each and every one of us. Through Torah Mitzvah, the Eivishter is the so today, as he said, I said earlier, we only know the chitzanius of it. We don't know the panemius of what it means. and this is the idea of nasev and ishma. Nasev and ishma, according to what the Alter Rebbe is going to say over here, is not only a commitment to, be, to, to, to observance. Chassidus is the neshama of Torah. So it takes everything in his Megal the Neshama. Nasev and Nishma is not just a, a strong commitment for rigorous observance. Nasev and Nishma was the Kabbalah that the Yidin were Makabal what? 
Mekabal, that they should receive the Oren Soif in their Nefesh. That they should receive God in their soul. That's the Nas of Anishma. How will they do it? Avram Avinu can go directly to the Nishma. He can go directly to the point of cleaving. We need a Nasa, we need, we need Kalim. And through these Kalim, the Nishma, we're going we're gonna to hear the Oren Sof. And he learns that the Nishma, we're going to gather the Oren Sof. We're going to gather the Abishter into a Kalim. Now you're going to say, well, hold it, the Abishter came down in a Kali already. When? It's a Kali that we constantly have to create and recreate. The Abishter opened up the possibility to come down in a Kali. But when we make the Kalim in the physical world, every time, we actually create the Abishter's Islapshus into Torah mitzvahs. Or else, without us constantly redoing these mitzvahs, without us constantly manufacturing new peers of Tvilin, and knew and yidden putting on fill and all this, the the tendency of the Oyrin Saif is to draw away from the Kalim. So he's not mislabish in Torah and mitzvahs till we actually are doing the Asiyah, for whatever reason, God is extremely excited about the material physical worlds becoming organized according to his will. He doesn't care about doesn't care. It's can't say he doesn't care, but it's infinitely more precious to him than all the arrangements of in the spiritual realms. He likes to see it when it's in the final concrete physics. And when we do it here, it gets him really excited for him to vest himself into these channels and be available for 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 an intimacy with each and every one of us. So that's what he says. We're going to make the kalim, we're going to do... So he learns the nasa, not so much on a commitment to listen, to do. He learns the nasa on actually physical observance of mitzvahs. The asiyah element. We're going to do the mitzvahs in the, in, the, in the literal sense. The nishma, what's going to happen after that? The nishma, maloshen vayishama sha'ol. It says that Shaul gathered the people. He uses the word Vayeshama. So Vanishma means Lashen Asifa. We will gather. Who will we gather? We're going to be Ma'asef. And we're going to gather Letoichon into the mitzvahs. Amshacha from the Oren Seif. We're going to gather the Abishter in, into us. Even though we said before. That what? That you can't be a keli for it? Yet we are, this is, this is the Chiddush of Matan Torah. Ki amshachas oirein soif baruchu b'toyro mitzvah tali. The amshach of the oirein soif, in a manner of ayered, coming down, is b'toyro mitzvah tali. It's dependent on toyro mitzvah. And when we say it's toyro mitzvah, don't mean in the spiritual idea of toyro mitzvah. B'maysaha mitzvah v'kiyumam b'poyol. In the actions of mitzvah, and the fulfillment in the literal sense. Why? Mamish. And he adds the word mamish. In other words, it doesn't work if you're just excited about the idea of mitzvahs. You speak about them, you're excited. No, it actually requires an actual doing, an asiyah mamish. Why? Why is that? Because the nature of the light is to escape. Unless you create for it a keli, that brings it down. 
Ki ein or beli keli. There's no light without a keli. And the kalim have to be the most made up of the coarsest material. From the, why? Because that's what the Abraham desired. The Sava Kadush Baruch Ali is the Dirbet Achtaina. Kenoida, as it is known, where do we see this? Me'inyan Yesoida Eish, from the element of fire. Aldera Chamashal, which we see by way of analogy. If you listen to the Monday class, which was given on Wednesday this week, so I spoke about uh, the f- four elements uh, fire, wind, water, and earth. And how fire is the lightest of them. It doesn't have any weight. That's the whole Chiddush that the Abish to show Moshe Rabbeinu, and its weight. <laughs> fire doesn't have any weight. Yet this this machzus shekel fire had a weight. Fire is the opposite; it's weightless. So it's the lightest. So if it's the lightest, it's the yisoid the element of fire is above the atmosphere. So you have the heaviest is in the bottom is the earth. You have the the earth covered with water, and the Abraham has to make a special puula that the earth should not completely be submerged in the water. Yekavu amayim al-makam echad v'seiroa the Ramban says, the Ebeshter decrees that earth should not be, because of its weight, should not go under the water, but it should remain above. Then you have ruach, above the earth, is ruach lekim erachefes al amayim. And above that is esh. Not a physical fire that you can see. But a, but why can't you see it? If this is the aside of Aish, it should be a, a glowing Aish. When you look up to the sky, you should see the whole the whole atmosphere, the whole should be should be a fire. We should be encompassed by a wall of fire. And the answer is, even though the fire is be'etzem there, the aside, but oin ain or beloy keli. So the moment you try to create a keli for that fire, you talk, it, will, it, it will appear. The fire that's there, potential will appear down here as a fire. Got to create from a keli. What's the keli? The oil, the wick, the whatever, the whatever com, combustial, uh, whatever, combustiating material that, that serves as the keli to hold that fire. So ash is higher than all the four elements. Okay. It's under the... Galgal, the idea that brings from the Rambam, under the, um, what's the Galgal? The, uh, the orbit, the orbit of the moon. Nevertheless, at night you should see the fire. So, I'm lichtig by night from this Yisoyde Eish. Because the light that comes from this Eish HaYisoyde, Enoi Meir doesn't illuminate, Elem Kein Yesh Dover Lamata. There is something below. Shenechaz boy, it should chapsechon. V'doylik, it will burn it. It will, it will, it will, it will, it will, it will burn on that. K'moy psila, whether it's a wick, the eitzim or logs, wood. V'achashakolov and israfu, and after they became completely eaten up and consumed by the fire, nisrafu eitzim, the wood gets burnt. V'apsila and the wick, the stalik, it 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 retracts. And it doesn't even leave a, a trace. It's as if there was never fire here. Maybe you can see a trace of the fire from the ash, but there's no trace of the fire. It's as if it never was. And it's no more, there's no more lichtikite, there's no more light, there's nothing. 
It's just as dark as it was before. The same is also in the nefesh, even though the Ebrister Be'etz and the Orin Seif is everywhere. It's not called oir, giloy, in a person's nefesh until you make the keli. And what's the keli? Physical mitzvahs. That's the keli. Where the oir ain't safe can take hold. And this is the reason why we say, and here's the thing, when the oir ain't safe is begiloy in your nefesh, what is that supposed to do? What is it supposed to translate? Into a powerful, for, powerful love to the Abishter, because it's, he can't get enough of it. It's it. So that's a chassid. A chassid is someone who, a real chassid, is someone who's on fire for elokus all the time. He's margish elokus, burning. But you can't be a chassid if you're an amaretz. V'lo yamaretz chassid. The yamaretz, the Mishnah Pirkeyavetz. That simply it means you can't be a very pious person if you don't know the Allah. A chassid one who does the chassid is done goes beyond the letter of the law. You don't know what the law is. You can't go beyond the letter of the law. You have to know what the law is. Then you can do what's beyond the letter of the law. But what's the deeper meaning? Chassid means some. Chassid comes from the word chesed. Chesed is love. Chassid means that the light of love is shining in you because the abishter is experienced in your soul and you're burning up for God. So Avram Avinu was able to be a chassid. It says Avram Avinu chassid. That's what it says. So Avram Avinu was, was able to be a chassid without the keli, because his neshama was the keli. His neshama itself was a keli for it. But we that don't have, as I said earlier, we can't climb to the top of Mount Everest. We don't have that keli. So you need kli ha-mitzvahs to be able to turn the Abishta on in your soul, and then you can experience the Ratzi V'shuv. chassid. Chassid midas ava. Chassid is someone who has... Mastered the love. He's a Baal Midas Av. And this is this Lechtikite. He compares the love. He's comparing love to, the, to this fire that he discussed earlier. That fire, the light of the fire, is only here if we, if we have a Kali. So he's saying love is also the same thing. What's the connection with love and light? He says, because we know that base Pamim Oyer is Gamatria Ava. He based pomem oir bigamatria vahafta, not ava, vahafta. Oir is 200 and what? And seven. Two times 207 is 414. Vahafta is 414. That means, you, that, that means that what? That you can't just love. There has to be a certain spiritual illumination in your neshama that you should love. That spiritual illumination of your neshama comes through Asiyas Amitzvahs. Frekzich ha-shayle, ayit kem fregin ha-shayle, ich leg doch talus and tefillin ayed and tog. I'm putting on talus and tefillin, I'm doing mitzvahs, I give tzedakah, and I'm not burning up with love. I'm not feeling this. I feel dry, dead. I don't feel this love to the Oyrein Saif. Especially like we said earlier from the Tzemach Tzaddik, that the Ebishter gives you the mitzvah, the mitzvah is a capsule that contains, that contains the Ratz and the Elyon. When you take that capsule and the powder is released in your soul. That's what it says, however, here is the thing. It says, Aveda Machaba Mitzvah. Ve'en Aveda Machaba Torah, but Aveda Machaba Mitzvah. 
So it doesn't mean that if you do an Avera, you don't get credit for your mitzvahs. For all those who are worried, credit? For anybody that's looking for credit and for Olam Haba and for that, the Ebershter doesn't calculate. On Avera, the person gets punished. For a mitzvah, you get a reward. He's not deducting. And you come off Yenevelt and everything was a subtraction. It doesn't work that way. All the mitzvahs you've done are all there. Aveda. Aveda requires a cleansing. Yeah. But the Tzemach Tzedek explains when it says Aveda Machaba Mitzvah means that spiritual illumination in your neshama that the mitzvah is supposed to be a turn on. That the mitzvah is supposed to turn you on to the Abishta with love and passion. If a person hasn't done tshuva for their Avedas, and he says, why? Because the, what's the quality of the mitzvah to bring the love out of your neshama? The quality is because the mitzvah is the Abishta's rotsen. So when you're bringing God's rotsen into your nefesh, it will evoke your rotsen. Kemayim aponim alponim. The Abishta's rotsen is shining in you. Ah, that's only if you don't have any avera on the rotsen. If there is any transgressions against the Ratzin, so that contradicts the Ratzin and is not allowing the Gilui of, the, of this in the person's nation. Okay? For this, that's why Yid has to constantly every day do tshuva. That's why we have Krishna Shalamit. To keep, to keep clean. Chas Shalom, there shouldn't be this, this clog up of the Nyanim that are blocking these galos of the Av. But that's only if what? If you have already Torah and mitzvahs. But if the person is an Amaritz, which means he's lacking in observ- he's lacking in learning Torah, and therefore he's obviously lacking in his observance of mitzvahs. So Loy Amaritz Chasid. So he can't experience this attachment to the Oren Saif, which is this love that we're talking about. The E F is Gilui Oira Ava. This person can't have a Gilui of the light of the love. Kiyim Shayibchinas Kaili Lamata. There needs to be a keli shall you spoil boy, which should which should enable the that in this keli should be that a spoilers. Upchenas keli zuayudei teira mitzvahs, and the keli is teira mitzvahs. So we yeah, that's why that's why we always know it's always been a tradition that if you want to daven well, you do a mitzvah before davening. Go help it. Famous story that Tzemach Tzedek. That he was once disturbed. He had a shaila. Usually, whenever he had shailas, his zayda would come to him. After the passing of the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe would constantly appear to his zayda, and he would illuminate him on whatever shailas he had. And one time, the Alter Rebbe didn't come for a while, and Tzemach was disturbed. Then he went to Davin, and on the way to Davining, someone asked him if he has money for halva. Why? He, he needed to buy a kelbala, I think it was. He wanted to buy a calf in the market. There was a deal, half price, there was a sale. Someone was sending a kelbala, and he was half, he's going out of business, so he put a sign half off. And this guy sees this. He needs it, he can use it. So he quickly goes to the Tzemach Tzedek and he asks for a couple of uh, ruble there to buy it. Tzemach Tzedek said, I'm busy now, I'm going to daven. Let's come to me after davening. You know, yeah, I don't know if he had the cash on him, so he has to go get it and bring it. So come after davening. And he went to Shul. And when he got to Shul, got to Shul the Tzemach Tzedek realized that Ani B'Tzedek, Echzepanech, Azayid needs help. And maybe he, someone is going to come and, and buy the Kelbala before him. He's going to lose it. So the Tzemach Tzedek went back. Again, changing his schedule, his rigid schedule. 
Like the yeshes of a person's avodah, a person can get so into his own self, in his avodah, like this schedule. Don't disturb my schedule. I worked on myself to have a schedule. <laughs> so the Tzemach Tzedek goes back and he breaks his schedule. And he's maybe going to compromise his chasidus before davening or whatever to go help the Yid to buy that kelvalet. And he helped him. Then he came to shul. And he was just putting on his talus and even get into, you know, usually Zayda would come to him like a little bit into the experience. As soon as he put, I don't know if he was on his shoulder, he put that, the Alter Rebbe was there. And it was Megala to Mary. And the Alter Rebbe, I think the Alter Rebbe himself revealed to him that the reason I came so quickly was because of the mitzvah you did before. So thus and thus. Mitzvahs are the kalim for, this, for the spiritual ecstasy and experiences that they're supposed to be in Torah and Mitzvahs and the love and the internal Torah and Mitzvahs but here's the thing Torah and Mitzvahs on their own are not going to create the love unless you put an effort because a lot of times you ask, and you can ask there's another reason why sometimes the love doesn't register it's not because of the Aveda it's just because you never gave your you never thought about the Ebershter for two minutes I saw in a sikha from the Rebbe. The Rebbe brings that um, Rebbe, Rebbe, Rebbe Itcha Masmid, I mentioned him on Shabbos by the Kiddush. And Itcha the Masmid once was by Fabreng and he took some mashka and he said to the Friedrich Rebbe, he said, as by M. Kumtois, by him it, 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 it comes out that a Yodeyas Reboyna, Yomaskav and Limrid boy, which says about Amalek. Someone who knows the Abishter and he's intentionally having kavana to be more than him, he said, can only be a Chabad Chasid. Because you have to be a Yudeya Srebaina. And where are you Yudeya Srebaina? And he said basically on himself, that I'm a Moscow and Limited boy. I'm Yudeya Srebaina. And the Friedrich Rebbe didn't like the word. They should say on a Chasid, Moscow and Limited boy. It's not Moscow. Not intentionally, that's Amalek. But al Kapana, the way the Rebbe relates the story, the Rebbe goes to explain what does it mean that Chassid can be a Deus Rebbeinah. See, he says, I'm a snagit, he said. Well, sometimes you have such a Reich Lashayness. The Rebbe says, I'm a snagit. Since his entire Aveda, all of his, his entire Asik, in, in all of his Inyanam Gashmiim, it's all Lashem Shemayim. He's always just serving, he's always Lashem Shemayim. So, sure, he's very busy because he's doing Lashem Shemayim. And when he's learning Torah, that's Shemayim itself. That's not just L'shem Shemayim. That's Shemayim itself. At length of Torah, that's Shemayim itself. So when you're Isaac and all these Inyanim, Hatach come and Nitzayt Zetracht Mevig in the Mevish. So he doesn't have a minute to think about, about God because he's so involved in, the, in, in L'shem Shemayim and in Shemayim. So Davke Chesidim that learn Chesidim and Zetracht Mevig in the Mevish and so on and so forth. In any case, so a lot of times the reason why the love doesn't take hold, the love doesn't, doesn't manifest, is what reason? It's simply you're not giving it a chance. Think, if, if you'd only meditate a little and, allowed, and allow it to... to you'll, you'll, you're not just going to have a meditation, but you'll feel uh, an emotional But You have to have... The, the, in any case... Which isn't the case of an Amaretz. 
That's Kedai, that what? That the Oyer Ava, the light of the love, shall shine, shall shine in a person's Nisham. But, but there's something else over here. So you need to have Torah Mitzvahs. But also the fact that the Abishter should vest himself, not only that you should connect to it, but that the Abishter should have an Indian of Yerida and come down is dependent on Asiyah Samitzvahs. So the Oyer is two things. The Oyer is your own Oyer Ava of your Neshama. The Oyer should light up in your own Neshama and needs Torah Mitzvahs. Vegam Iker HaGoyrim, the main Goyrim, Lamshach has Oyerin Seif Baruchu. Of the Oyrin Soif, she mislabish betoyro mitzvahs, that the Abishta should be mislabish in Torah mitzvahs, Vilios Ant Chakim, the Abishta should come into Chachma, that he should be a Chacham. Even though it's Takavaloi Bachachma Yediyah, but still the Abishta is coming into Chachma. So who, who, Ikara Torah Vasiyasa Mitzvah Atzma? It's the actual, the Torah and the Asiyasa Mitzvahs themselves, they cause the light to come down into it. It's not because the Abishter vested himself in Torah and Mitzvahs, that's why we need to do them. It's the opposite. When we do them, the Abishter mislavish in them. Because the rule is that the keli is before the light. And the reason, and the reason for that is, why is keli before the light? Because in Kabbalah and Chassidus it says that the shayrish of the kelim is higher than the shayrish of the oyer. So even though kalim are what? Physical, earthy. But the shayrish are shay. The oirin saif is lower than, 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 than the shayrish of where the kalim that, that, they're, that, that they're manifesting it. Shepchinas hakeli kadma la'or b'shar shay umakar chaytzavoy in the source of where it's been excavated. This is related to the idea of Oilam Atoyu and Oilam Atikun. And Oilam Atoyu was where the Oirin Seif was shining with all of its intensity. And the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the Kalim that we have, physical substances of this world, are all, are all um, uh, 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 debris from those shattered world of Oilam Atoyu. So there's something very, very, very potent in the materials of this world when we fashion them. And and design them according to the Abish as well, which is mitzvahs. These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom. which is referring to spiritually the idea of Olamato, which is the source of all the all the physical stuff. As we also see, where do we see this idea that there's a certain potency and power? Dafka to the physical things. We find, so when we do a mitzvah, it's unbelievable. But Bechalau physicality we see is very strong. Where do we see that? We see that when a person eats, he, he gives him kachas. How can a nefesh, a human soul that is spiritual and lofty, be impacted by food? The answer is the shayrish of the food is higher than the shayrish of the nefesh. That's even when you're not doing a mitzvah. How much more so when you're taking the physical and you're doing a mitzvah with it? That the root and the, and the life force of a food. That comes from the inanimate. And the tzemeach and the vegetation and the chai and the living. Is higher than the life and the vivifying soul. Even though that's spiritual. of a person. Which for that reason, the machal, the food, 
is Machaya Sa'adam enlivens the person and restores his soul when he's from Matit, when he's knocked out. And therefore, Ikaram Shachas Oyrein Saif Baruchu Toloi is dependent, the main Hamshacha of drawing of the infinite light. Toloi Bibchenas Keli, Shal Yadei Maisa Mitzvah, is dependent on the Kalim that is through the actions of Mitzvah. The Kiyumam Bepoil. Pashat, the physical substances and the physical energies that the body expends doing these mitzvahs. Bepoyo mamish, sha'oisin b'chinas keli, that we make a keli, mezen nimshacha oyerum eslabish behem. From these kelim that we make, that actually attracts the light to be meslabish in them. Bezehu gam kein inyan veloya ama aretz chasit. It's, it's two things. It's not only to, to evoke his own love of his neshama, he can't experience, but Pasha to draw down the oiring seif in mitzvahs without that he doesn't have. The light of love from above, that means, which is in Torah mitzvahs, which is only through the vessels, which are Torah mitzvahs. And what this will understand comes out according to this. That through Torah and mitzvahs, we kind of can achieve the same thing like Avraham Avinu achieved. And he achieved it without Torah and mitzvahs. And with this we'll understand, but in, with this last nekuda and last word, that what? That the Iker Hamshacha of the light comes through Asiyah Gashmiz. We'll understand that not only are we equal to Avraham Avinu, but actually in our Torah and mitzvahs there is something superior to Avraham Avinu. Even though Avraham Avinu also danced with the Oyrin Saif. He waltzed with the Oyrin Saif. He touched it and retracted. He was a keli to this through his Ratzai Veshuv uh, in his own personal Avaidah. But we and our, the way we access that is even deeper than Avraham. In which sense that um, we're Mamshachit from a higher place. And the reason we're Mamshachit from a higher place is because we're using the substance of the material world, to access them. Uh, so what's Avram Avinu's Maila? Avram Avinu's Maila is that he's not using external things, so he's able. So whatever he's doing, it's much more pneumistic. But what is he connecting to? Something a little lower, a lot lower than what we were connecting to. Well, you will understand, Shalop Omen, what's seen at times we find, Shanechshav Maila Savram, Gedoyla, Shakaim, Sometimes we praise Avram Avinu that his Maila is superior to us. He fulfilled all of the Torah. As it says, he observed my observances. And other medrashim and so on, it seems that Avram was lacking. Avram was not zaychet Terms of the shayrish of his own personal neshama. He was very, very high. The fact that his neshama itself, without kalim of mitzvahs, his neshama itself was a chariot, ubchenas keli, and it was a keli lo oira toira, to the light of the Torah. What's that? The oirein soif. The oirein soif, baruch huanim shechum eslabish b'toira. To the oirein soif that's mislabish in Torah, his neshama was a keli directly for the oirein soif. He was a makamer to that through his avoida of intense love. Ki avram ma. What's Torah? Koyach ma. And Avram Avinu was Averma. So whatever Chachmi Law was a Kaili for, he himself was a Kaili. Aver Vikaili, he was an Aver and a Kaili. Avokola mitzvis atzmon, but the mitzvis themselves. 
Shemadreges el yoinus yoiser that are even higher. Melifne melech meloich melech. They're from oilam atoyu, which means in the oirin soif, it's from the pnimius of the oirin soif. Adayin loy nitnu b'meyavram. That was not given. The Tzemach Tzedek explains because the main stimulus of the oirin soif is not the human ratzay v'shuv. The, room, the human ratzai v'shuv, meaning the neshamas digger ratzai, is from oilam atikun. The neshamas from oilam atikun. So it's mamshich the oir, but a little bit of more of a weaker oir. The main hamshach of the oirin soif in its full potency comes dafka through the birurim of oilam the nitzutzei kedusha that we elevate, the sparks of toyo that come through the refinement of gashmias. That's really what gives the abishter a thrill and an excitement to engage and be involved and zacharoplazen, to lower himself down into the world. And that's the idea of Kayam Avram Avinu Kala Nitna, and as we learn. So when did we start it? By Matan Torah. By Matan we were zoichet to this unbelievable thing. But by Purim, we really achieved it. Now since Purim is going to be the clincher and the closer and complete matantar, we have to say that in Purim, you have this Indian that, the, that what does matantar accomplish? That the Eberster is malbish himself in, 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 in Evarim, in limbs, in Remach Evarim. So we have to say that the same thing is in the story of Purim. Where do we see that? Famous pasuk where Haman is talking to the Melech, and the, and, and the Melech says to him, the Haman says, "What are you? What do you do with Hashem Melech? Chafetz be He says, "Yevoyu levush malchus." We should bring the garment of the king and the susa shadochav olav Melech and the and the yalbisheyu, and we should dress it. So the Alter Rebbe sees in that pasuk the entire matan Levush malchus, oita oir kasalmo. That's the Torah. That's the levush. Yavoyu levush malchus. Let's bring the levush that could contain the oirin soif. The the Torah is the oir is is the levush. The mitzvahs are the susim and the and the because when a person is riding, what what is a sus? It carries the rider down. So what brings the oirin soif down to this world? The sus. Torah and mitzvahs. These are. The, it should be brought. Let's bring Taira again to the world in a much deeper way than ever before. On this Samshach it says, They should bring a Lavush Malchus. The Sus and the horse, that the king has ridden on it. And they should enclose the person. Who's the person? Every Jew. That's the person. The Indian and the idea is Levush Malchus. This Levush Malchus sign of Chenas Mitzvah. So it's interesting. In the middle of Rebbe's Mimer, I think in the Ramosha, the son of the Alta Rebbe's Mimer, meaning in his version of the Mimer, he, he says that the Levush is Torah and the Susim are Mitzvahs. Here in the Mimer, it implies that the Levush is both Torah and Mitzvah. And the Sus is 
something that enables this hamshacha to happen, that the Ebeshesh should go into the Levushim. The source brings the Orein Saif down into the Levushim. But the actual Torah Mitzvah, that's the Levushim. So there's different gears over here. Where do we see that Torah Mitzvah is a Levush for the Melech? Like it says, the Abish that wraps himself in light, Kasalma, like a garment. So just like we put on a garment, we wrap ourselves in the garment. The Abish that wraps himself in light, what's light? Torah Oyer. Torah is light. So the Abish that garbs himself in the Torah. The Oyer ain't soif, garbs himself in the Torah. And Oyer, that's Torah. Because Torah comes from, from Chachm. And Chachm is Oyer. For who bechenas levush? And this is the garment, lo oyerin seif baruch. And this is the garment, the gamsa Chachm of the Torah is only a garment for the oyerin seif, the unknowable. That's mislabish in it. Hamislabish betoicha, antu chakim, you alone, the oyer ant, ant goes on the Abishter himself. Who chakim, you lower yourself down into Chachm. Vahamitzvis, that's Torah, so it's a levush. Vahamitzvis, nekram levushim. We know the mitzvahs are called levushim for the nefesh. Shebehem melubish. So mitzvahs usually are levushim, we think it's a levush to the neshama. But it's also a levush to the ebishter. Shebehem melubish chesed yamina. When you have, besides a body, Even after you have a body, if a person, the neshama, we spoke earlier, the neshama goes into a body. Well, the neshama is abstract. And the neshama is what? When the neshama is abstract, you can't have any shaykhs in this neshama. Once the neshama goes into a body, now we can have a shaykhs. After the person has a pair of pants and whatever, then you can have a shaykhs to them because or else they'll remain private, they're not coming out. So that, the nekud over here is that that's, that's, the, that's the chudah what he means in Torah and the mitzvahs. In Torah, the Eivish that goes into Chachma, that's a Psara and Ever. The mitzvah all called Ramach Ever and the Malk. But in addition to that, the mitzvahs are also Levushim. In other words, you need that the Eivish is Chesed. Chesed is Dreyim, the Eivish is right hand. Now that should have a Levush. And that's Levush Tzedakah. It's Levush. It's like the person takes his arm, puts it into a shirt sleeve. So our mitzvahs are very, very physical. But this is our Levush. To the gut, to the to the Abish's right hand, which is Chesed Rayyamin. Our human tzedakah, our human act of tzedakah, physical act, is a levush to the Abish's tzedakah, Chesed. That is that is an aver for the Orin Saif. That's beyond Chesed, of course. Chesed Rayyamin. Tam Shachas Bchenis Levush Zeh. Now, the Oyrin Saif is infinitely beyond Torah Mitzvahs. Why would the Oyrin Saif be mislavish in Torah So you need something that, that drives that islapshus. And what is that? So we said earlier, what causes the Ebershter to lower himself down in Torah Mitzvahs? The actual physical observance of the Torah mitzvahs brings him down. That's only after what? 
That's after the Abishta gave us the Torah. When we do the Torah and Mitzvah, we continue stimulated. But initially, what caused the Abishta for the first time to come down in Torah and Mitzvah? This is after. There's already a system. So when we do Torah and Mitzvah, we continue. The, the nature, as we spoke earlier, the nature of the Ur is to constantly go away. You need to constantly fuel it and constantly bring it down. But what initially caused the Ur Saif to go down in Torah and Mitzvah? The vehicle to make that happen was the horses. Because by Matan Torah it says, it says, Kisir Kaval Susecha Markevoisecha Yeshua. When you came riding into town on a pony, right? Kisir Kaval Susecha. When you came riding on your horses, Markevoisecha, your chariots of salvation. What was the Ebershter being Reichev al Susecha? Because what do horses do? Horses bring someone to a place that they usually can't go on their own. So for the Oyrein Saif to descend down so low into this world is through the Susa. And that's why Haman, when he makes mention of the Lovush and the Lovushim that are going to hold, we need the Susa Shadach of Allah Melech. It's through the horse. When you're riding on your horses, your chariots of salvation. So to this dot, I had, at least I can pretend that I can teach. From this dot and onward, I didn't really do the right hachana at all. So we can either start at this dot, we can learn a little further. Really, I was going to thinking of doing the mimer this week and the beer next week. But I might have to leave the end of the mimer also for next week, and then the beer as well. Because I, just the limitation of, of time that I was preparing today was very short. But maybe, you know, I was actually a mitzvah. It was a big mitzvah that I was busy with, and uh, a beer Indian zet. So maybe that's going to help, like we said earlier. The explanation of this matter is kihine sus. What's the idea of susim? Sus is bigamatria base pomim gas. Sus has two samachs and a vav. So when you take the vav and you split the vav, vav is six, you get two gimels. So what's a sus? Gas, gas. What's gas mean? Gas means dense. Gas ruach. A source is two, double density. What does that mean? Spiritually, gas means someone that is aware of themselves. And not only aware of themselves, because they're aware of themselves, they, are, they, have, they have a sense of self-importance. That's gases. So by us, it's a very big chisaran because we're human beings, we're creations, we have nothing of our own. So when a human being is dense and has a self-importance, it's the biggest concealment on the divine. But the Ebishtah's horses means a madrega and elokus that is self-important, which means it's very, very elevated and very, very exalted. Now where do we find that by the Ebishtah there is an exaltedness 
in a sense, a certain gaiva. We said by that, we say Bashir Sayyam, what do we say? Bashir al Hashem. Ki go'oi go'a. He is, he is, the Rashi says he's mizgeya. He, 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 uh, he prides himself over those that are proud. He is above the above. Seems like Azeh. Again, from my limited understanding of what I understood earlier, which I think is uh, very, very limited, so I can't really say. I just, again, I just glimpsed this. The Susim help. Help the 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 yid be a muhsha digikeli for for Torah mitzvahs. Because the keli for Torah mitzvahs is absolute bittle. And that's why the, the takada they say, you know, a Gentile can do can do Torah mitzvahs from today till tomorrow, it's not generating anything. Because a Gentile is be'etzem agas. He's be'etzah magas. What does agas mean? As a, as a, as a metzias. Everything he does is bepchinas metzias. He does something, he doesn't want anybody to know about it. He always feels guilty about what he did. Years ago, when I gave this shear and we spoke about this, the image came to me of the, you know, you don't see it so much over here because this is Los Angeles and people are just stomach distorted. But I'm talking like, I'm talking like, you know, you go out a little bit in the rural countryside, big bear and mountains, stop at a gas station. Chevrolet pickup truck pulls up. I walks out. They go and I get a bottle of beer. It's Mitzias when he's just around. He exudes being this. He has his dog in the back. It's Mitzias. It's gas. Can't explain it. Nothing wrong. It's just be the nicest person. But there's a certain presence of being. He doesn't have a Mitzias. Lacking that, that, that's why the Gentile, because he's such a mitzvah, even when he, when if he does the right the, the mitzvah, he can't generate, because the hisgalus of oyrin tzayif is that hu levade hu The hisgalus of Abishter is that he is as none but him. Since the hisgalus of the Abishter is that he is as none but him, someone that's be'etzem a mitzvah and gas can't can't accept the oyrin tzayif's exclusivity. So he's his etzem mitzias of gasaskite contradicts it. But oh, so why why what brings in yidden? What creates by yidden by mat this this bittel this inherent bittel that yidden have? It's in our collective memory from matan because the Abishta came with his horses, and when the Abishta comes with his horses, 
the horses that the Abishter, the Abishter is Mizgala to the Yidden on a level of Kigo'oi Go'o. When you see the, when the Abishter is being humble and kind of unpronounced and un, non important in a sense, now then a person can raise a chadim and also be a yachka bedam. Why? Because in, but when you get to see the Abishter, when the Abishter is being yes, the susim of the Abishter, which is gas gas, when the Abishter is in his full presence of force, of roimamus and gadlus and greatness, it casts such a powerful fear and honestly just even fear. It kind of like shrinks the person to non-beingness. And in that non-beingness, you become a keli for the Orient Seif. That was part of the giloy of Matan Torah. There was that, the gvura of Elokus, the shtarkai of Elokus. We'll start with this Indian. Why? Because mitzvahs need a kavana, the hainu, the usa, the liba, and yasev, elav. They do need, a mitzvah needs a usa, the liba, the yearning of the heart, which can only come from the bitl digaju. She'ein oirin soif baruch hu shoyre eba misha batal elav. The oirin soif doesn't dwell only on misha batal elav. I feel it's wrong for me to teach this because I didn't really this Indian. So we're left with what Indian? What are we left? We still need to understand this Indian of Sus Asherach of Olav Melech. Hold on. Oh, so what I want to do is like this. I, we don't have to leave the mimer hanging. I'm planning now to skip for now so that we'll come back to it next week. This this paragraph. And also the next paragraph. And I want to start um, from the last piece in, on, daf, on the next page, on Daf Tzadik, from when I say that, I mean, four lines, four lines from, from the beginning of Daf Tzadik Zion. This Hamshachas Oirin Tzoyif that we spoke, which is by Matan Torah, which is the whole Indian, Hechelu b'Matan Torah, it began at Matan Torah. Sha'oz hoisa ha'scholah sa'hamshachah, it was the beginning of the Hamshachah. Uke'inyan ma'at ma'at ha'gershenu, it's like, you know, taking hold of a certain area doesn't come, the Oirin Tzoyif has to come in slowly. Ma'at ma'at, it chases the klipa away, and the Oirin Tzoyif comes. Avo b'mei Haman, but in the days of Haman, the kibel ayehudim, the yidden were totally makabalit. Kambola gemura bebas achas. It was constantly inching its way in, but now it came down in one shot. Why? Because of their name, Yehudim. Until that time, yidden were bnei Yisrael; they weren't Yehudim. By the story of Purim, they became Yehudim. It's the first time in Torah you you refer to the Jewish people the whole time as Yehudim. Yehudim they're called because of hoida. Hoida means to submit. I think they mean to be thankful. 
but it also means a submission. Moidim chachamim. Moidim. Ki yesh bracha v'hoida. There's bracha and there's hoida. Like we say in Davening, there's baruch Hashem and there's moidim anachtolach. Baruch means to draw down. How do you draw down? You draw down. How do you draw down? You draw down when you're desiring something. You, when, you, when you appreciate a certain madrega and you're yearning for it, that's how you draw it down. So when you're doing a baruch, you're having some level of, a hisa, of hasaga. You're internalizing. Moidim, l'chur is much, a much lesser madrega. We see, we see in our daily davening, we see that in the early, in the beginning of davening, how do we start our day? The first thing we say out of our mouth in the beginning of the day is moidem anachtunlach. The first thing we say is moidem. I'm sorry, moidem anilafanech. And then again by Lakain Sawyer. Not Lakain Sawyer, Lakain Shama. Moidem anilafanech. And then we say, hoidu lashem kiro bishmoy. Again, we start with hoidem. Only later do we start getting to the parts of davening, Baruch Sheyamar. And the answer it says in Chassidus is because when you wake up in the morning, your Nisham is still all crumpled. You know, like you haven't yet opened it up. So you don't really have your spiritual, spiritual capacity yet. So when you're davening, what are you saying? I acknowledge, I don't, know, I don't understand the, the truths of the Abishter. I acknowledge that he's MS and true. It's like when, when there's two ways. Either you can explain to me a certain, a certain idea until I get it and I understand it, or I can say, listen, you're the expert, you know, you just do it. I, I, I trust whatever you're doing. That means that I'm not a Kaylee for it. Right? If I hire someone who's a professional in something, I can either, I want to understand it, or you know what, I don't know, I just submit to you. So Haidah shows on a much lesser Indian. So Lachura were saying that by by Matan Torah the Yidden were more Bnei Yisrael. Yisrael means Li Roish, thinking of Bracha. They can absorb it in their heads. They can understand. I'll call Dibba Vidiba Parcha Nishmasa means they're absorbing. They're taking it in. They're internalizing. Here, what's happening by by Purim? Yehudim. What's Yehudim? Submission. Bracha Upchenes Giloi. It's revelation. May Oylam Vadoylam in each world according to their level. Avol Oyda Eino Bepchenes Giloi. Adah is not revealed. And the answer is like this. You're right. If I'm being lazy and I'm not learning and I'm not understanding and that's why I'm submitting, could have been much stronger had I understand and had I come to a baruch instead of a hoidah, is much stronger. But there are certain madregas that baruch, you, you can't baruch it. You can't internalize it. You can submit to it. The higher madregas of elokos, you can only come. You can't have a baruch in it. You can only have moedem anachdolach. So it's interesting, and you see that even though we start davening with moedem with moedani lefanecha, after the whole davening of birchas kriya shema and kriya shema and shmoyne esrei, what do we get to in the end of davening? Again, moedem. With, but the moidim of the end of Shmanesra is a whole different level of moidim than earlier. This is a moidim that comes after the entire avoid that we realize we know nothing. There's levels that be totally beyond. And again, a submission. So as he says over here, It's a haidah to the Ebershter himself. 
something that can't reveal itself. There is no thought that can grasp it. Only in a hoida. And that's and that's real bittel. They had then the ultimate bittel to the Ebishter. Al the fact that they had Mesiris Nefesh during that time, Al Kiddush Hashem, as we explained earlier, because the entire generation was willing to die as Jews, even though they could have continued living had they disassociated themselves with being Jewish. If they would have, if they would have exchanged their belief system, Hama would have not harmed them. He decreed on those that are moide in Judaism, those that are. They were moise nefesh and they stood in that mysterious nefesh. Sometimes mysterious nefesh is a momentary, like insane decision. And it's not that it's, 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 it's heroic, but it's a one moment decision. As opposed to living day by day with that thought. You 24 hours you can think about. The Yidin didn't know what's going to happen. Even though Haman was hung up pretty quickly. But they had a whole year and the Gezerah was still. You see, Achashverosh had to send out letters that the Jews have a power to arm themselves against those that are coming. The mob was going to come. They were excited already. The license was given to kill the Jews. These guys were, you know, were, 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 were making uh, swastikas the whole year all over the place. It was, it was, this was like, uh, this was, they were being terrorized the whole year. And only afterwards, when the Yidden stood up against them, so the Yidden had this fear. They didn't even think of it. To chas do that. So even though spiritually they were not really on a high level, but this Mesiris Nefesh brought them to a complete haidah and submission to the Ebishter, and which allowed the Oyrein Soif, which is the whole idea of what Torah is all about, to be a conveyor of the Oyrein Soif, finally, as is reingegangen in the Kishkes, it went into them completely, it was absorbed in them. And, and again, in the story it happened, through the Levush Malchus and the Sus, which we Be'ezus Hashem going to complete next week, this Indian of what these Susim are, and what they accomplish, and what this Indian is, to facilitate this Indian. Okay.